It's that time again, Our Town Live, where friends, family, people you know, share with us their unique bits of wisdom. And now, here's Herb, your host, for another show. Justin Musowitz. Justin is a Georgian native who has resided in Metro Atlanta since the summer of 2015. He is a proud alumnus of the University of West Georgia, where he majored in mass communications and received a minor in religion. Justin currently works at Instacart as a content writer, and he has previous experience in the real estate industry and as a social media manager. Justin is a lover of music, beer, coffee, and conversation, and is currently adopting practices of stoicism into his life. He firmly believes in taking care of one's mental health. He's an open book when it comes to speaking about his mental health. He says that looking back on my life, I can now see how it has always been a struggle of mine. I was just unaware during a lot of that time. My mental health took a deep dive at the end of 2017, and I spent the next few years after discovering and recovering. I am fine discussing it now because I believe it is a very important topic. Let's talk to Justin. You're a Georgian native who resided in the metro Atlanta area since 2015. Where were you before that? Originally, I am from Columbus, Georgia, down by Fort Benning and all that. And then in high school, I lived in Henry County, uh, just south of Atlanta, and then attended the University of West Georgia post-high school, lived out there for a few years after graduating, and then moved uh, to the metro Atlanta area. Are you married? Uh, no, I am engaged, though. What kind of work do you do? Uh, I am a content writer for Instacart here in Atlanta, uh, specifically in Atlanta. Uh, Instacart decided a few years ago that they wanted to build out an office completely dedicated to customer service and customer support. Uh, that is now uh, under the name Instacart Care. Uh, and I work for the Instacart Care division. I write anything from emails to blog posts to workflows that our agents use to answer phones and emails. And, and there's a lot more to it as well. What did you have to learn to be a content writer? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think I've, I've just always enjoyed writing um, in some capacity. Even as a kid, uh, I would write uh, little stories and poems and, and that sort of thing. And then my elementary school, we had a little like newspaper club and, and that sort of thing. And, and I've just always had an interest in writing. Uh, and I'm very thankful that my uh, my elementary school librarian, when I first started attending the school, I, I very adamantly told her, uh, I, I don't like reading and I never will. And she said, okay, I'm going to take that as a challenge. <laughs> and um, I'm thankful that she did uh, because she finally found some books that I enjoyed and liked. Uh, and then ever since then, I just, I, I just have a love for reading and learning and uh, that's sort of how it all started for me. Uh, and then my uh, education uh, played a role into that. I enjoyed writing papers in high school and college. Uh, and then, you know, all my jobs post-college have uh, afforded me the ability to write in one capacity or the other. What do you consider the best piece of writing you've ever done? 
wow. That is, <laughs> um, that is a solid question. I will say it's definitely not the songs I wrote in college. They, looking back on them, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, uh, I would say some of my, my best pieces of writing, um, the ones that stick out. I mean, I'm, you know, I, of course I have great writings in my career, but, uh, college was really great time for me for, uh, crafting my skills with writing. I had a English course, uh, that I really enjoyed because my professor did a different take on, on English and we actually got to read graphic novels. Um, and the one I wrote just really, um, you know, it really just impacted me and, and I got to write a paper on that and completely got a, a, a amazing grade on that. And then uh, I was also a religion minor. Uh, and so I wrote a lot of, um, papers regarding Christianity and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and really enjoyed being able to write those as well and, and research different viewpoints and, and all that sort of thing. So I would say uh, college is, is where I definitely enjoyed the writings that did the most. What do you feel is the worst piece of writing you've ever done? <laughs> uh, like I mentioned previously, uh, it would definitely have to be some of the song lyrics I wrote in college. Um, at the time, I guess they were sort of my own self-therapy, but I discovered them recently and uh, I'm glad that no one else has found them. <laughs> you mentioned Instacart. What What exactly, for the people that don't know what what is Instacart? Yeah, so Instacart is a grocery delivery app. Uh, so you download the app or, or on your smartphone, or you can even do it through your laptop or desktop, and uh, you order your groceries uh, through your preferred grocery store. Uh, Instacart is not in all grocery stores. Uh, they're mainly in the, the major ones, such as Kroger and Public, and those big names uh, are Ed and BJ's and Costco. We talked earlier. You told me you fed, felt that mental health is a very, very important issue. Yeah, I think, in my personal opinion and belief, mental health is the thing that affects everything in someone's life. Uh, if your mental health is off, if, it, if it's off for a day or two, you know, you can, you can recover quickly. But if if it gets out of check or out of balance for an extended period of time, I really feel like it impacts you internally, your thought processes, it, it impacts your work, it impacts your sleep, and it impacts how much you're eating, how much you're not eating, it impacts the type of work you're doing. And, and, uh, and by that, I mean, you know, are you putting, back, um, putting forth your best work? It just, I really feel like mental health can just, slowly creep in on every aspect of your life and just take over uh, if it's not taken care of the correct way. When we spoke earlier, you mentioned to me that mental health has been a struggle of yours, and you wouldn't mind sharing some of that struggle with my audience. I think mental health uh, has always put a factor in my life, uh, going back as far back as when I was a kid. Uh, at the time, I obviously didn't realize that I was a kid. And then in high school, I feel like those signs and those indicators were more present. Uh, I just didn't really still understand it that much and, and, you know, would go to certain people in my life and discuss things and that sort of thing. But looking back, I definitely had times of uh, where I was depressed or, or just completely angry or that sort of thing and didn't know how to handle it, didn't know the, the best way to go about it. And then 
in college, you know, I definitely had some experiences in my life during college that greatly impacted me in one way or the other. I started counseling uh, while I was in college and did it for a while, you know, with the, the campus resources and it worked for me and I got to a point where I felt I was good, stopped going. And then fast forward, you know, years after that, I've been previously engaged as well. I know earlier I mentioned to you that I'm engaged currently. I was engaged to a, another person um, as well, and, and she ended the engagement and really took a toll on me in the moment. But I <laughs> sort of a repeat of my earlier years, I didn't handle it the right way, kind of pushed it aside. And then a few years after um, she ended the engagement, which was she ended at the end of 2014, and then 2017, yeah, uh, just some uh, events happened in my life to where those things resurfaced and I was sort of forced to deal with it. And for a long time, thought I ha- had it, thought I was good and, and just kept trying and nothing worked. So I finally started going through counseling again. And luckily, uh, the job I had at the time offered a assistance program where they paid for uh, my first few sessions. Uh, and then I kept going, and, and I still go. I don't have to go as often now, uh, but it's still something that I use sort of as a way to just – it's like if you need an adjustment for your back, you know, you get to a chiropractor as needed. And and that's how I see it now with my therapy is, is I go for a mental adjustment. as and But definitely when I was going through things and, and having to relive what I would consider traumatic experiences in my life, I went a lot more and a lot more often because it was a more critical issue in my life and was impacting a lot of facets of my life. And so I made sure to take care of that. In looking back, Mm -hmm. do you have any idea what triggered this off to begin with? Yeah, I actually uh, was out with some friends and ran into my ex-fiance and then ran into her a few weeks after that again. Both times were complete happenstance, complete statistical anomalies, I would say, uh, in my opinion. Running into her like that and and never having truly dealt with it the way that it should have been done, it just resurfaced a lot, uh, a lot of uh, emotions and a lot of thoughts and that sort of thing. And it just, I think it it made my, my mind go, hey, like, you've never handled this. You have to. And... So, yeah, I think that's just sort of like what forced me to have to deal with it. How important is having a supportive group around you, like at work or family? I would say that's definitely uh, important. You know, I, I would say my, my best support group that I have are my uh, my core group of friends uh, who I met through college. And they were there for me during that time of my life when it actually happened. And, and they helped me get back on my feet and, and definitely took care of me during that time. And, and I still consider them the greatest friends uh, in my life uh, to this day. And, and we regularly just keep up and, uh, you know, life happens and, and we're not all living in the same area anymore. And some of us have kids and that sort of thing, but we, we still keep in touch and, and we uh, visit each other and see each other when we can. You're currently adopting practices of stoicism. What is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stoicism, a, a lot of people, uh, when you first hear stoic, you think of, you know, the stoic expression of being rigid and, and not showing emotion and that sort of thing. And there is a little bit of that. But the way that I can 
best explain it because I'm still learning a lot is to me, stoicism, it's a lot of self-reflecting. It's a lot of uh, introspection where you reflect on who you are as a person, where you are, and, and that sort of thing. And, okay, what can I do better? What can I improve in my life? It's just It's just a way to better myself as a person, and, and that's something I've always believed in. It's something I have always believed that anyone should do. You know, definitely better yourself and, and do better each day. And there's a lot of that basic belief and tenet in stoicism. And, and so it's something that has really spoken to me. Uh, and it's just something that I'm implementing more and more to my life uh, as best as I can. What does someone young looking to create a career, what should they study? What should they learn about to be a content writer? Ooh, that is a, that's a broad, uh, it's sort of a broad question, but it's a really good one. So I'll best, uh, I think I can best explain it by sort of telling my path. Uh, like I said, I, I've always loved writing in one form or another. And when I was in college, when I started college, I started uh, and finished as a mass communications major. There's a lot of writing there. And my focus within my degree was public relations. Uh, there's a lot of writing and planning and, and being strategic within that sort of um, path. You know, with that being said, I wrote a lot for my classes, uh, but I wrote a lot in my internships and that sort of thing. And at the time when I was in college, you know, social media was, was definitely a thing and it was slowly becoming more and more of a thing for businesses. I saw the writing on the wall when it came to that. I really honed in on that and I studied social media, you know, a lot of people thought I was wasting time being on Facebook and Twitter and, and YouTube all the time. And now in all honesty, yes, I, there was some time wasting and there was procrastinating when it came to my schoolwork. Absolutely. But I also was going into the settings and the behind the scenes sort of stuff within Facebook and, and other social media sites. And I was going to blogs and websites and learning about the things that businesses could do when it came to social media. And it just really intrigued me. And so a lot of my, my writing that I was practicing at the time outside of my schoolwork was social media. Writing. And a lot of people have this belief that being on Facebook or Twitter for part of your job is wasting time. And it's not. There's, there's so many nuances and strategy that goes into that. And so, you know, I, I really made sure that I understood the different social media sites and, and how to write for each and just kind of continued example of what I did is when crafting these market studies is say we had a hotel for sale in Nashville, Tennessee. I would research Nashville, get the basic information, the population, the median household income, income per capita, all those statistics. And then I would start researching and, and seeing, okay, who's bringing money into the city, meaning businesses, who's investing, who's building new projects, who's creating jobs, I would look and see how much money tourism brings in, how much money uh, sports teams bring in, that sort of thing, and take all that information I could find. And depending on the market, you know, if it's a small town, it could be a one-page market study. But if it's a city like Nashville or, or Atlanta or New York City, it could be anywhere from 7 to 15 pages. It, it just depends. And I would try to take as much information that I could that was relevant and up-to-date, write these market studies, and, and then help create marketing pieces uh, to go along with them to help sell the hotels. And, and then I was there for 
over just over three years. I started there in 2016 at the real estate agency. And then um, at the beginning of this year, I started with Instacart. And comes to content writing, uh, there's no one correct way to do it, I think. I, I really think that the best way to do it is just write. Um, you know, whether it's it's for social media or if it's for a nonprofit or if it's for a local business or if it's for your own personal blog and website that you create, whatever it is, there's all these skills that you can develop through different types of writing. And, and I really think being able to write in different ways and, and, um, and various ways and mediums is the best way to become a content writer because, you know, the things that I write, you know, whether it be um, writing an email that we send out to our customers or if it's an internal document or whatever it may be, they all have their own different nuances and, and things that have to go into those uh, documents. And so uh, all of the, my previous experiences have enabled me to be able to understand and um, create what I'm able to create. It's obvious you've got a long pedigree and a big resume. The question I have for you, we have a young mm -hmm. person right out of high school, mm -hmm. maybe going to college, maybe not going to college, wants to be a content writer. What do you mm -hmm. feel is the best way for him to get a starting job? Resumes of which he doesn't have much, door knocking, mm -hmm. referrals. How does he get into his first job or her first job? Yeah. Yeah, I think that student, um, you know, the best way is if possible, and I, and I know it may be more difficult for high school students, if they can get a start while they're in high school writing a business or a nonprofit locally, getting involved somehow, um, that's a good way. They can network with the professionals there and start learning and that sort of thing. But again, I know for high school students, it's not always possible. You know, a lot of those first-time jobs that you get are working retail at a restaurant, and it's hard for high school students to um, be taken seriously. That's, you know, it's just the way it is. And whether it's right or wrong, you know, it's something that I know high school students experience. So that being said, if they're graduating, um, I would say probably local uh, organizations, local nonprofits, uh, they're always looking for help and assistance in one way or another on a volunteer basis. So volunteering and getting involved in something that you have an interest in is one way that you could potentially um, start crafting those writing skills. Another way is if you can manage it, whether you're going to college or not, find internships um, with a local paper or even a local news outlet or the radio station even. Whatever it may be, um, there's opportunities there and there's opportunities, uh, you know, like I said, with the nonprofits and that sort of thing as well. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people have a lot of questions for you. What would be the best way for them to contact you via email, text, phone, knocking on your door, how would you advise them, and can you give us some addresses? About.me slash J, and then uh, I'll spell my last name for you. Uh, it's M-O-N-S-E-W-I-C as in Charlie, and then Z as in Zebra. Social media links and profiles 
they're on that page as well. And so they can find me uh, that way. Terrific. I want to thank you for me and my audience of taking a few minutes and explaining about you, what you do, and hope we can do it again in the future.